Welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. This episode is part of a special series about the Bakaloo Trail region of Newfoundland and Labrador. Join us as we explore the hidden gems of the Bakaloo Trail, from stories of phantom ship sightings to local art and history. I'm your host, Natalie Dignam. In today's episode, we're hitting the trails with Barb Parsons-Suley. Barb is a founding member of Hike Bakaloo, a trail maintenance association in the Bakaloo Trail region. In today's episode, we're hitting the trails with Barb Parsons-Suley. Barb is a founding member of Hike Bakaloo, a trail maintenance association in the Bakaloo Trail region. She's also a hiking tour guide for Roots Adventures. Barb grew up in the Bay Roberts area and lived away in Alberta working as a flight medic and firefighter for many years. When she returned to Newfoundland, she settled in Heart's Delight and began hiking. She started taking her garden clippers with her on trails that needed some trimming, and she's been maintaining the trails ever since. First up, Barb tells us why she started hiking about a decade ago, and she also shares some of the history behind some of her favorite trails. I grew up in the Bay Roberts area in Country Road, and um, I moved back to Newfoundland about approximately 11 years ago. I just had enough of the Alberta life and missed the ocean. And um, yeah, through that, I, um, I was diagnosed with PTSD and uh, my psychologist kind of said, you need to get outside. You just need to go outside. I'm like, go outside and do what? I'm out around the yard and stuff all the time. She said, no, you need to hike, go outside in nature. And that was about 10 years ago and I started hiking and I haven't stopped since. <laughs> it's been amazing. <laughs> So then that turned into, I guess, like a love of the trails and wanting to see things fixed up. I'm a tour guide for Road Scholar and um, their division in Canada is called Roots Adventures. So I actually do their um, hiking tours here in Newfoundland. Right now it's focused in the Bonavista area. Um, I do the one for hike discovery. So we actually start in St. John's and we do um, a couple of sections of the East Coast Trail. And then we travel on to Bonavista and I take them through the um, history of the hiking trails over there. Because of course, almost every coastal trail in Newfoundland has a historical story that goes along with it. The Bakaloo region actually is very vast in what it looks like. And of course, you're going to get you know, the cliffs and the seabirds and the whales and the icebergs and you're going to get all those typical Newfoundland things that you would want to see on a hiking trail that's coastal. But you also need to look at the fact that here in the Bakaloo region, we were the start of Canada right here. We were the start of you know, European settlement here. John Guy settled in Cupids in 1610. Um, 1612, um, Henry Kraut showed up and they wanted to start exploring around to start their trade with the Beothic. And basically the first known hiking trail in North America was made here in Newfoundland and you can still hike it today. You can go from Cupids to Hopal on what's known as the Krauts Way hiking trail. So it's inland, it's not coastal, it's very different, it's very difficult, but it's there. It's a trail that these people walked in 1612 to find the Beothic in Hopal. 
Henry Kraut walked that trail in September of 1612. He made it part way over and it was really rainy and boggy and hard to walk and they didn't quite make it all the way. Their provisions um, ran out, got soaked, things like that. So they turned around, they went back to Cupid's and on the second attempt, they made it through to Hopal. And Hopal actually used to be called Mount Eagle Bay and um, called that because of the headland that goes out from Hopal is very high and there were always eagles around there. So the name of that um, community changed over time as well. It's so full of history. That's mostly what it's all about. You go on hiking trails and it's most likely an old railway bed or it was an old road to an abandoned village or it was a coastal line that was a shortcut between towns or as here it was a hunting path and it's just it's mind-blowing to get into it all you know it's where it came from for me to get the hike Backaloo association and make sure that these trails and the history that goes along with them are preserved and i'm hoping the way that the northern point trail is here you know i know that not every town is going to be able to come up with someone to have the artwork to depict i i lucked out on that one with finding edwin as a friend but to have those message boards up that people can walk through and not always have to have a guide. Sometimes it's nice to have that and get the fuller, you know, concept and story on it. But just to have those tidbits there to let people know something important happened here. This is a part of who we are. And when you find these jolly Newfoundlanders that can face anything and keep their chin up and go, there's a reason why. You know, life life used to be a heck of a lot harder, but a heck of a lot simpler <laughs> back in those times. The trail in Cupid's out on Burnt Head, that was a full settlement out there in Morgan's Cove. I remember as a little child, uh, we had some family living in uh, Cupid's, and it was... Um, we called her Aunt Martha LeDrew because, you know, every family, she wasn't a real aunt, but every Newfoundland family has that uh, kind of ritual of any elderly people that you have around that are friends or aunt and uncle. So Aunt Martha LeDrew wanted to go back out to where she was born, which was out in Morgan's Cove on Burnt Head. And um, I remember they took her out on a horse and cart on an old path and we all walked out. I was probably only about nine or 10 at the time. And uh, she pointed out the depression in the land where their root cellar was and she knew where her house used to be. And, and I can go and point out those spots still right now. I just remember her being there. And I can't imagine, like I can get ready and go to Bay Roberts and go to my mom's and dad's house that I lived in my whole life. But for her to be standing there and, and pointing out where she, grew up and where she lived and there was nothing there anymore but a grassy field you know it's it's pretty amazing and I mean there there are so many places I could stay on here with you all day listing out places but as well I'll point out the the uh, shoreline heritage trail in Bay Roberts has French's Cove and Juggler's Cove you can still see the evidence in French's Cove of the houses there and uh, they've kept up a couple of the root cellars there 
and then Juggler's Cove, you can see um, as well the evidence of the root cellars. A couple of them they've kept up, and you can see where the houses were and the stone walls. And the, there's an old graveyard still fenced out in Juggler's Cove as well. In this next clip, Barb talks about one of the most well-known hiking spots on the Backloo Trail, the Deberville Trail. The trail is named for Pierre Lemoyne Deberville, a French ship captain and colonial explorer. While Newfoundland had both French and English settlements for most of its history, tensions between the two countries began spilling over to the colonies in the latter half of the 17th century. In 1696, Deberville led a campaign that destroyed nearly all English settlements in Newfoundland. His campaign left a wake of destruction along this path, now called the Deberville Trail. And you have some great stories about some other trails in the region, too. You mentioned the, um, the Deberville Trail? So the Deberville Trail here in Trinity South. So uh, Pierre Deberville was a uh, terror for the English here in Newfoundland. He himself was uh, French, and he basically, in the late 1600s, he made a... It was just a reign of terror <laughs> up and down the coastlines here. Um, he killed many people. Um, it's bad. It's it's not a great point in our history, but in history nonetheless. So yeah, that uh, that trail he um, made a route up through here to raid into uh, Placentia Bay. So he came up the coastline here. Um, so hence the name, the Deberville Trail. So that's a beautiful trail that you can pick up by the lighthouse in Heart's Content. And it takes you right into New Perlican. And you can basically go right from, yeah, you go from right from Heart's Content, passing through the communities. You pick it up on the next side, kind of like the East Coast Trail concept. And you can go right to Winterton, and it ends on the path for the Sugarloaf. There's no section of it right now from Winterton to Hance Harbor, which is something that Hike Backaloo Association is going to hopefully um, tackle when we can continue on with things after the COVID-19. But right now you can pick it up in Hance Harbor and you can go right to New Melbourne. Barb also shared some memories and stories from different trails in the region. As you're hiking along the Backaloo Trail, you might learn about local legends along the trails involving treasure buried by Peter Easton an English pirate from the 17th century. Or you might hear stories about Newfoundland fairies or see remnants of former communities and settlements. Everywhere you go, you're going to find a story. Um, I'm originally from Bay Roberts, so the Shoreline Heritage Trail is there in Bay Roberts. And, you know, it's, it's the area my dad grew up in, so he's a great storyteller. And there's a place just on... Scoglin's Head is what it's called, just um, on along the trail before you get to the Mad Rocks area. And you go up on that point, and just before you go up on that headland to look out, they were told as little boys that Peter Easton had buried treasure there. So when you walk out there now, there are all these little pits in the ground everywhere. And my dad and his friends used to go and dig to try to look for P Peter Easton's treasure. So I walk out there now and here's all these pits in the ground everywhere that have grown in with bushes and stuff. But you can see the dents. And I know that my dad probably dug there as a little boy. Like this is a hole my dad dug looking, you know, as a little tiny child. I'm looking at him now as an 80 year old man telling me there's these stories. 
and I'm seeing the physical evidence right there of what he did in his childhood. But now when it comes to fairy stories, it's something we all grew up with. And along the Deberville Trail, you will see some cute little signs and things like that that are put up. You know, make sure you have some bread in your pocket and stuff like that. I've, uh, I've took people out on the trails before that aren't from here. And just to get them going, I'll stop at the beginning and I'll take off my hiking boots, turn my socks inside out and put my boot you know, my sock on inside out and put my boot back on and they're just looking at me like I'm totally losing my mind. And I'm like, guys, you better do it. Like you got to turn a piece of clothing inside out. The fairies are going to get you. And <laughs> I've got a group of 10 people from somewhere in the States looking at me going, what? <laughs> so that's usually how I introduce, you know, the, the fairy folklore to them. But yeah, the, uh, br the bread in your pocket one was new to me when I moved here. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to, uh, it's always nice to have an offering for them or a coin in your pocket. It's supposed to be another one. There is a, um, on the Western Point Trail, we have three different trails here in Hearts Delight Islington. So the Western Point Trail actually has a little fairy house, um, just snuggled away in the Tuckamores that my dad built. And there's, you know, it's always kept up with cute little painted rocks from the kids. And there, there is a little fairy beside it. And we did do a write-up on, um, you know, fairy stories on a board beside it for people to see. So that's a really cute feature on the trail here as well. There is the third trail that we have here in Hearts Delight is called the Kenneth D. Chislett Memorial Trail. It's less than half a kilometer long. So we have taken it on. Um, so Jason and Fallon Suley, along with their two kids, Hannah and Jamie, have turned this trail into a place that is full of children's laughter. It's so amazing. Again, my dad built roofs for these little houses. Jason took stumps of wood, put the tops on, there's little uh, gnomes outside of them and um, it's just stunning. It's beautiful for the kids to go through. And the greatest thing about it is it's called the Kenneth D. Chislett Memorial Trail because there was a little boy who was only four years old that did lose his life in that area. So the trail is part of our history here in Heart's Delight to remember him. And again, it was a trail that um, it wasn't in bad a shape as the other ones, but it wasn't really kept up. It's been given a whole new life right now. Is there a trail that you especially like to give a tour on um, or a story that attached to a trail that you really like telling? Oh my goodness. I love, um, I'm trying to think of really, I guess the Bay Roberts on the shoreline heritage trail. There's so many, there's so many, Natalie, I could get into. So, um, my dad tells a story again, just off of Scoglin's head. There's a little, little tawny rock out there and it's coming up, but they call it, um, a sparable Island. So, have you heard, do you know what a sparable is? No. Okay. So, um, and, and there's different ways of pronouncing it. So my, my accent and where I'm from, we call it a sparable. 
It's a little tiny tack that used to hold on the bottom of your shoe. So cobblers would use sparables to hold on, you know, so they're little tiny nails that go all the way around the edge. So my dad calls that Sparable Island. And he tells a story of like when they were, when they were younger, um, they didn't have a lot to eat. Times were very different. There was lots of times he said, you just went to bed cold and hungry. And there was one specific hard time that there were hardly any seabirds around for some reason. And there was an old guy from the East End of Bay Roberts that went out hunting and found a bunch of ducks out there. And he shot them, brought them in for everyone to eat. And when he came in with them, he said, they was out there on that rock as take asparables in me shoe. So, <laughs> hence now it's called Sparable Island. <laughs> and I tell that story and people love it. <laughs> and where can you see, can you describe the position of it? Like where the island is in Bay Roberts? Yeah, so there is a sign up for Scoglin's Head. So if you're standing looking out towards Scoglin's Head, if you look down to the left, the rock is just there in the water between Scoglin's Head and Shoe Cove. So with the trail maintenance, uh, this will connect with some of the other trails uh, that you have done a bit of maintenance on. So you go out and clear the trails, you know what people might think of as trail maintenance, like chopping down branches and making the path clear, but you also add a lot of really cool stuff to the trail. So could you talk about some of like the artwork and different like material things that you've added to different trails? Um, yep, for sure. So here in um, my town right now in Hearts Delight Islington, uh, we have the Northern Point Trail. Um, it used to be an old path that was used for hunting seabirds by men here for generations. There's a lot of fishing grounds just off of the path as you walk from Northern Point out to Boar Point. And um, I started hiking that and it was really grown over and let go. So I asked some questions because I'm not actually from here. So I started asking around and I got connected with um, Edwin Bishop who is from here in Heart's Delight and he actually was the man who worked, or was I guess head of the grant to originally make the Northern Point Trail. So he transformed it from what was just a hunting path into a hiking trail back in the early 90s and again let go. So um, I connected up with him. We were on FaceTime from out there because he can't get out and walk anymore to get out on that kind of rough terrain and he taught me a lot of the history and I asked him to help me make some signs and things for that trail and I ended up getting artwork from him. He's a local artist here. He has Boar Point Art Studios so it just ended up being all this beautiful artwork that told stories of the area so I ended up putting those out on the trail and learning so much in the process. Um, my father-in-law actually was a part of the history out here. He was a fisherman in the area and um, there was one loss of life just off the coast of the Northern Point Trail. Um, a young man was out uh, bird hunting. His name was Leo Reed. He had a couple of his family members with him and um, he shot a bird and went to go get it on the edge of the icy cliff. He slept, slipped and went into the water. Um, they weren't able to recover his body. 
and um, Charlie Suley Sr. was my father-in-law. He was known as a very strong swimmer. He knew the currents very well, and uh, he recovered Leo's body so that his family could have a proper burial for him. This is my third year working on that trail, and it's kind of kept developing along the way. So right now there's 22 pieces of artwork on the trail. We did have the originals out. This year we've actually saved them and we've had them put on e-bond board so that they're safe to be outside. And when we were doing that, we ended up having a little write-up and underneath each one that tells a story. So you've got 22 points to stop along that trail and see the history. Um, I mean, we're talking a, um, you know, it's a cove here where the Norman Gladys sailed in, like the very famous Newfoundland schooner, the captain of that schooner lived here at one point. Like his house is still here in Heart's Delight. Um, and, you know, there, there were men here that did iceberg harvesting. And, you know, you can sit there and watch the Coast Guard go by on patrol and oil rigs come in through. And it's just, uh, yeah, just a lot of our history. It's a, it's a beautiful trail to walk and there's a lot of history there. Barb and her father also added some creative additions to the Western Point Trail in Hearts Delight, Islington. My dad has built a miniature outport fishing village. So complete with six different colored salt box houses, sheds, a church, a stage, a wharf. It's all going to be on display out on the Western Point Trail to show people what um, the little villages used to look like. Oh, and root cellars. Yes, we're working on our concept for root cellars for it as well. So that's going to be a great addition to the trail. So it's a totally miniature display? Yes. So can yeah. you describe it a little more? Um, so traditionally, we call our houses here salt box houses, a simple square house with a, a pitch roof that people used to build here. And um, all the bright colors. There's, I don't know, you've got stories and then you've got the tales. So we don't really know, I guess, where all the bright colors came from. One of the stories I've heard from that people paint their house the bright colors is once Newfoundland joined Confederation and we had a whole different concept of being able to get our hands on goods closer to us and more markets opening, people saw that you could buy bright colors of paint and everything just exploded with color here on the island. <laughs> so that's one I've heard. So a lot of people had their houses painted different colors. So he's got, um, my dad, his name is Crowley Parsons. He has six of these brightly colored houses made. Each one is a different color. Um, and of course, religion was a huge base of everybody's life. Traditionally in Newfoundland, everyone went to church. So the little fishing village had to have a church. Uh, root cellars, of course, is how we kept our food for years. The fridges of yesterday. So there's some of those there. You always had to have a storage shed. Oh, and outhouses. There's two outhouses for it as well. Because <laughs> you had to have somewhere to go. There was no running water back in that time. And the traditional fishing stage. He's got, um, you know, a place where the fish used to be brought in and nets stored and mended and... Yeah, it's just, it was a lot of work and it's going to be absolutely beautiful when it's displayed out there for everyone to see. Lastly, 
Barb and I talk about some other trails she recommends in the region. If you want to learn more about hiking in the Backloo Trail region, you can join the Hike Backloo Facebook group. What trail would you say is the hidden gem of the Backloo Trail? Western Bay has a really great hiking trail. Um, and I like it. It's And now it might be full of people. Who knows? <laughs> hiking has exploded. But they have a beautiful boardwalk. And what they did to get this boardwalk completed was people bought a board. So you sponsored a board. And it's full of these pieces of artwork that different people have done. So each board on this boardwalk is different. Some tell a little bit of history, some are funny, some are family names. Um, so you can just walk this full boardwalk and the whole time. You can't, it's, it's very different because you want to look down and see everything that's happening under your feet, but there are these amazing views as well. And uh, at the end of the boardwalk, there's a lot of coastline that you can just easily explore and extend your walk that way. It's stunning. I love it. Redhead Cove has the Backaloo View walking trail. So you can go to Redhead Cove. It's the start of it is right by their community center. And that is a beautiful trail out to the point where you can see the full Backaloo Island. And they have done some amazing things there. They've, they've gotten that trail incorporated. They've got funding for it. Um, and now they actually have an interpretation center out at the end. It's a little building and it's full of information about Backaloo Island. I mean, such a huge marker place in history for navigation. And there was a lighthouse out there with lighthouse keepers for years and years. I mean, it's all automated now. And now Backaloo Island is a bird sanctuary and things like that. So we can't get out there. But they have the full history in this little building out to the end. Another trail is uh, Lazy Rock in Beatty Verde goes up through their heritage premises and walks up through and goes on down the coastline. Beautiful open views out over uh, Conception Bay there and um, just full of stories. They have storyboards up there as well and full of history. Like hiking is not just hiking here in Newfoundland. It's, it's a walk back in time. Thank you for joining us on Hidden Gems of the Backloo Trail a special series on the Living Heritage Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Dignam. You've been listening to the Living Heritage Podcast, a co-production of Heritage NL and CHMR Radio at Memorial University. You can find previous episodes on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. We're on Twitter at HFNLCA. Do you have a question or a suggestion about an aspect of culture and heritage you want us to explore? Send us your mail and we'll do our best to answer it in an upcoming show. Email us at livingheritagepodcast at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Lache Swing. Thanks for listening.